Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 112, which we're recording on Wednesday, April 13th, 2016. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we're recording through my Mac onboard microphone today. So we're hoping that there's a positive difference in the sound. So if there isn't, our apologies. We'll see. We'll see. So what are you wearing? I am wearing my boxy that I knit back in July of 2013. I knit this in Madeline Tosh Light in the William Morris colorway, which is browns with a little bit of the green that William Morris used in his tiles. I always get compliments on this sweater. It's so pretty. It reminds me of tarnished old pennies. Yeah, it does have that kind of feel to it. And no matter... Where I wear this sweater, I get people asking me what pattern it is. Never fails. So it, obviously it's it's a good pattern. <laughs> it is. Well, how, I wonder how many have been knit now. Yeah, so many have been knit. So many have been knit. And mine, I, I always say that I'm going to re-knit it. I never have because I changed it up so much that I have to really sit and decipher my notes to figure out how to do it exactly the same, but I really should try to do it. Yeah, we both changed the stitch count and things like that. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, I really should, though. Based on the number of compliments and questions that I have received while wearing it, I should take the time to do it. (laughs) So that is Boxy. Oh, and it's by Hohi Locatelli. I I forget to mention that because it is such a popular pattern. In fact, I've got it open on Ravelry. Yeah, I'm curious to see how many. How many have been knit? 2,506 are in the Ravelry database as of today. And the pattern was released August of 2012. I actually thought there'd be more. I thought there would be too, actually. And granted, of course, not everybody puts their projects in Ravelry, but it still seems to be a very popular pattern. So, How about you? What are you wearing? I am wearing my therapy shawl, which is a pattern by Laura Ayler, and this is the first time I've ever worn it. I knit this several months ago in pumpkin spice color from Candy Skein Yarns, and Dragonfly Fibers District 12 Dark Gray. And it was an experiment for me with the color orange and venturing into orange. And I knit it, and the weather was too warm, if I remember correctly, so it went into my closet and sat there for the longest time. And today I thought, I'm going to wear orange today. (laughs) So it's a, a little orange accent over a dark burgundy dress, and I really like the color combination. I do too. And I thank Scully, Scully Bun Bun, for my new orange phase. We'll talk more about that (laughs) later, but I just like the color combination. It's really pretty, and the shawl was a really fun knit, and it's just a perfect fingering weight layer, and it's garter stitch, so it's squishy and comfy, and it makes me happy. So it's the Therapy Shawl by Laura Ayler. What have you been stocking? Well, I'm stocking a couple things. Well, the first one is something that I've stocked before, and something that you've made before. Oh, I'm curious. And I even got my yarn out because I was looking at 
possibly casting that on relatively soon. It is the Opera Surf Hoodie by oh, Connie Chinchio. And I was going to look that up. And I, I saw didn't. that yarn sitting on the table when I got here, and I thought, hmm, I wonder <laughs> what that's all about. Yeah, I'm thinking about using the Coast yarn, which is 50% wool, 50% cotton. It's a fingering weight yarn. Light fingering. Very light fingering. <laughs> yeah. But I think it'll be good for that sweater because it'll be something that'll be really light so I can still wear it in the summertime, which is kind of the goal of the surf hoodie. Something you can wear at the beach kind of thing. Exactly. <laughs> Almost as a cover-up. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, exactly. Fingering weight. And I just need to... Well, first I need to start swatching. I need to figure out how much I need. I've got three colors sitting there in the coast. I think I have enough of one of the grays. I'm not sure if both of the grays that I have, I have enough. Because I know one gray I got the extra small skein to go along with it. So since this sweater has a hood, it might need the largest quantity that I have. And I don't even remember if the largest quantity that I have is the darker gray or the lighter gray. So we'll see. That's too bad because <clears> that purple is beautiful and it would make a very pretty appraiser. It would. But you probably and don't have enough. Huh? I don't have enough yeah. of that lightest purple. And actually for that lightest purple, what I am thinking of doing is trying another buttercup. Oh. But in using the fingering weight yarn, because if you recall... I love that top, but my issue with Buttercup, it always turns out too large. So my next strategy <laughs> <laughs> is to try it with the smaller yarn and see if that works. I've been thinking about that top because Jenny was wearing yeah, it when we saw her at Stitches, and hers was really cute. And I don't recall if hers was knit in lighter yarn I don't I don't even think I asked her but it looked like it could have been and that may have been what started me thinking about that I think it was knit in lighter weight yarn I seem to remember that from the podcast oh okay yeah I think she talked about using a lighter yarn than the pattern called for yeah and since I want to achieve a smaller size that might be a way to help me towards that goal so we'll see <laughs> and that would make a very pretty buttercup too yes i i think that would the buttercup is a pattern by heidi kiermeyer and that pattern has been around for quite a while it's a free pattern if i recall yes. correctly and i've made it twice before i still have one of them one of them i ended up giving away because it was too big for me and the one that i still have is borderline almost too big but I still really like the top <laughs> it's very flattering it's that beautiful a-line shape that looks good on most body types it's just a really nice top yeah it's a cute top mm -hmm. I agree yeah so that's kind of two things that I'm stocking because I've got that yarn sitting out how about you what are you stocking well I'm stocking mm -hmm. kind of categories again so Coming up in May is Mad May, which is oh, basically yes. a month if you want to participate to knit anything in Madeline Tosh yarn. 
and the Madeline Tosh Lovers Group on Ravelry hosts that event. And I think I'm going to knit Lily Pilly, finally, the oh. rectangular wrap by Amba O'Brien. You've been stalking that one for a long, long time. time. <laughs> and I said I was going to mention Scully Bun Bun again. She recently knit a shawl in a combination of a beautiful goldeny yellow orange color and my color of pink and the color combination was just so pretty I've been fascinated by it ever since so I thought with my Lily Pilly I have the skein of coquette Madeline Tosh lace I have a skein of leopard which is a dark gray and a skein of silver fox which is a light gray and that was a combination I was going to use but I found a skein of warm maize color of Madeline Tosh lace on D-Stash, and I ordered, or didn't order it, but I purchased it from the person on Ravelry. It is perfect hmm. with the coquette and the dark gray. Oh. So that is going to be Lily Pilly. And I was telling Charlene that Josie is doing some yarn winding for me today. She owes me an hour of yarn winding because she keeps forgetting things and I have to drive all over town to bring <laughs> them to her. So she's going to be winding a lot of Madeline Tosh lace today. So that's for Lily Pilly in Mad May. And I don't know if I'll finish it in the month of May because it is a lot of knitting and I'll be knitting other things, but it's still fun to play along with Mad May because <laughs> the Mad Tosh Lovers group, they talk about chatty. Oh, you have not seen chatty until I... you go over there. I have not, oh, I haven't looked in that group in, I want to say, at least over a year. I used to keep up, well, not keep up, but I used to peek in on that group occasionally. Just too much. Yep, I, I used to as well, and I slacked off, and now I'm excited about Mad May again, so <laughs> we'll see. The other category is retreat knitting. So the Knockers retreat is this weekend, and I wanted to have social knitting to work on while we were there. So right. I decided there are some other knit alongs I'm participating in. There's Sassy Pants Knitters Knit Your Balls and it's pastels this month. So I pulled out some kind of variegated all pastel color yarn that I'm going to use to knit some of those Kaya May hats that you stocked in the oh, last yeah. episode. I have Cascade 220 worsted in white and black, and I'm going to use those as the contrasting color for this super variegated bright yarn. And then I might also knit a Teenage Mutant hat by Alex Tinsley. I've knit several of these. Yeah, you have. Yeah, if there's enough yarn, I will knit one of those as well. And I'm also probably going to bring some Felici Sport self-striping and start another pair of Hermione's Everyday Socks because... I found a new video podcast, new to me, called Inside Number 23, and it's really, really good. The hostess is Katie, and she lives in the UK, and she is so entertaining and sweet and charming, and she's doing a Harry Potter knit-along right now oh. through the end of April. And those Hermione's Everyday Socks are just a fun knit. They're easy for social knitting, and they will make good Christmas gifts. So that's what I'm probably going to be knitting at the retreat. Cool. So that's super exciting. <laughs> and there were two new-to-me patterns that I wanted to mention. The Stolen Moments Socks. It's a pattern by Shannon Squire. It's a $5 Ravelry download. They're really cute. They're toe-up, which isn't my preferred 
I mean, I'm not much of a sock knitter, but I have an easier time knitting cuff down than toe up. I don't enjoy the fiddly cast on of a toe up sock, but these, they're so cute. They have a little anklet that looks like it might be folded over with a little tiny pom-pom on the back side. So I'm thinking about maybe knitting those socks eventually. And well, this isn't a new to me pattern, but the Wonder Wander hat that I knit before by Megan Williams, my friend Melissa is now a lover of hats and she wants me to knit one for her. So oh. she picked out Madeline Tosh Tart in DK Twist and my neighborhood fiber company, I have a dark gray that will contrast well. So that's going to be on the needle soon too. So lots of little things that I'm stocking in addition to all the sweaters I want to cast on, which I won't even mention because I talked about those on the last episode. So that's what I've been stocking. And what have you been knitting? A couple of things. I actually am still working on my heartfelt, the cardigan by Vera Valamaki. That I am knitting in Madeline Tosh Twist Light in the Coquette du Colorway. And I'm loving this knit, although I did not take it with me to Denver because of the chart. I figured I probably wouldn't. I thought it would just be too much for travel knitting. And then, since we've been, since I've been home, I've been sick, so I haven't really picked it up again. Although I need to, because I'm so excited to actually finished that sweater <laughs> and I still think it's the perfect 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 combination of yarn and pattern so I'm very excited to see that one how far completed. along are you? I think if I recall correctly I had just split up for the sleeves it's top down <clears throat> so I think I'm on the body now okay I need to double check on that but like I said haven't picked it up again since I came home so very excited to get back to it though what I have been working on is my spectrum shawl by Hohi Locatelli it is a shawl from the authentic collection and I actually had several false starts on this shawl because I didn't like the original color color combo that I started using I had actually picked colors before I left to go to Yarnfest, started working on it while I was away, didn't like the color combo. I was working in a yarn booth, so I was able to <laughs> pick, I love how that works sometimes. pick another color to go along with the dark gray peppered yarn that I had used, and I picked a, a much brighter color. It was a bright speckled and multicolored, multi-toned pink in this case, and much higher contrast than the color combo I had originally selected, and I was much happier with it. It's pretty. So, yeah, so I need to find something to do with the glacier yarn that I had originally selected. Maybe another two-color shawl, we'll see. And now I am to the point, let's see, you start, you start on one the end of the shawl end, with yeah. a point using one color, and then you stripe, you stripe, and eventually this, the gray color 
stripes get bigger and bigger and you end up finishing the other end of the shawl which is not a point it's it's a wide end in and you finish in the gray so one end is the pink one end is the gray and transition in between the let's see i'm at the point where I am just on the gray end now. So I'm almost there. My ball of yarn is pretty small. So I should should be coming to the end soon. <laughs> <laughs> I should. I even went in my scraps and found some other gray, another gray that matches really well just in case I don't have enough. But I think I, I actually will have enough or I'll, I will be very close. So almost there on this one. I'm pretty excited to finish it because it feels like I've been working on it forever, even though I really haven't been. But it just feels like a long time. It happens when you're sick. Yeah, and that's Everything. exactly yeah. it because I do, I've been sick and I didn't knit gasp for several days. That's how you know you're really sick. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually didn't knit, so there were days where... Knitting just sat there unloved, so sad. (laughs) But those are the only two things I am working on. How about you? What are you knitting? So right now I am knitting a free pattern from Ravelry called the Violet Waffles Hat by Haldora J. And it is a ribbed brim with a broken rib body of the hat. It's very simple, yet it has the perfect amount of texture for a yarn that I am completely smitten with. Mm-hmm. When we were at Stitches West, we walk the floor and you know you keep your eyes open for whatever's calling to you. Mm-hmm. And we rounded a corner by the yarn over truck and there was a skein of yarn on a stand basically singing, Gail, come and buy me. <laughs> and it is all the pastels, swirled around and variegated and speckled. It is amazing. And I walked over to that skein of yarn and I pulled it off of the rack and I looked at the name and then I knew I had to buy it. The name of the yarn is Unicorn Poop. And the yarn maker is Yarn Love Yarn. Or is it Love Yarn Love? I think it's Yarn Love Yarn. I forgot to bring the tag with me. And this base is her Amy March DK. So it's a DK weight. She had unicorn poop in lots of different bases, but this was my favorite. And I wanted a hat pattern that would let the colors sing because any, you know, super patterned hat would just be kind of marled up by the colors. And in the ribbed brim, the colors are stacking up and pooling like a rainbow and it just makes me so happy every time I look at it. I'm almost giddy and I just, it's all things that are perfect for knitting because there are rainbows and speckles and it's just a super joyful yarn. So it is very joyful. It's a good, beautiful, absolutely beautiful. So again, that's unicorn poop. I like saying the name unicorn poop. I think it's so funny. It's just such a funny name for a yarn. So that's the, Violet Waffles hat. And I'm also working on my sock yarn blanket. I basically was attacked two weekends ago by the overwhelming need to just knit lots of squares on my blanket. I acquired (laughs) a mini skein set from a dyer on Etsy that was so pretty. It was again, a similar, similar to the unicorn poop. It was a range of colors in mini skeins that went from a teal blue to a pink 
and well actually it was like teal purple green yellow orange pink and they had one skein of tonal and one skein of speckled in each color and it was so pretty I just sat down and had to knit squares all weekend <laughs> and then with the sock yarn blanket my first row is yarns that I already had in stash so leftover yarns uh -huh. and then the second row is using these mini skeins that I acquired and I had to have the first row square done before I could add the second row square so there was a lot of knitting the first row before I could do the second row and I wanted to do the second row so badly <laughs> that I had knit a bunch of the first row squares so that was fun that was a really fun weekend because they go pretty quickly and I'm using the district 12 gray as the edge on mm -hmm. each of them so a million ends to weave in but I didn't even mind doing that I'm knitting the <laughs> weaving them in as I go and it's a really fun fun project it will take probably take me years to finish it I'm literally not putting any type of time constraint on myself whatsoever so it will just be a long-term fun project so oh. when the bug bites me to knit it I will knit it <laughs> so those are the two only two things I'm knitting right now yeah I only had two and I actually haven't finished anything because of travel and being sick. So have you finished anything? I have. I've knitted two pairs of knitted knockers. So our knockers retreat mm -hmm. is an acronym for Northern California Knitters Retreat. And our kind of mascot charity cause are knockers. So if you haven't heard of the organization, it's called knittedknockers.org. And I highly recommend you check it out. The woman who organized it, I believe her name is Barbara, and she was recently interviewed on the Two Knit Lit Chicks podcast. Uh -huh. They did a fantastic interview with her. Yeah, and was a really good interview. Yeah, hearing what this woman had to say as a breast cancer survivor and how she used a knitted knocker and how important it was to her in her recovery really just touched me really deeply. And I ordered yarn that day. So they highly recommend that you use a very, very soft cotton yarn, washable cotton yarn. One of the most recommended is Cascade Yarns Ultra Pima, which is what I bought. And I've knit two pairs. So I knit a pair in size A cup and a pair in size D cup. And we bring those to the Knockers Retreat. Barb of the Two Knit Lit Chicks collects them up and she takes them to a Northern California distribution point. So there mm -hmm. are doctors all around the country, I believe, who collect them and distribute them to other doctors. So it's a great cause. Please check it out if you are interested at all in charity knitting. It's just something that I didn't realize how necessary and needed these are in the world. So it's a great cause. So I've knit several of those and they're a fun knit. You knit them, you could, there's a pattern for knitting them and a pattern for crocheting them. I was going to mention that because last year I crocheted knockers and they were really quick and easy project. Little yeah. Project. Yeah. I think the A cup was about 50 yards of yarn. Mm -hmm. So it's a very small project. And I used the double pointed needles pattern. And you can also use magic loop, I think was the other recommended I think they have a pattern specifically for it, perhaps. And they're a really quick knit. They're, you know, it's a good project for travel because it's so small mm -hmm. and or you just want something in between a big project. Great little 
Great little knocker to knock off. Off your knitting <laughs> list. Uh-huh. Okay, so those were the knitted knockers. I also finished all of the sewing, I'm sorry, all of the knitting on my mint sweater, which is a pattern by Ann Ginger. Ann is going to be at the retreat this weekend. So I blocked the sweater before I left to come recording. It is out drying right now, and I will seam the sleeves to the body and then sleeve the seam seam the sleeve seams <laughs> hopefully before friday because i'm bringing it to the retreat to show it to mm. ann and she's going to sew in the zipper for me no oh, she is yeah i meant to bring it with me to show you because i wanted to go to hearts and get a zipper oh. and ribbon so now i'll have to do that friday before we leave for the retreat so that is done all the knitting is done i finished it last night i finished the sleeves and it's going to be beautiful. My only, you hear a hesitation in my voice, and that's because of the yarn. I use Neighborhood Fiber Company Studio Worsted, which is a beautiful base. It's similar to Madeline Tosh Vintage. And I used a colorway that is mostly green, but the three skeins that I had are completely mismatched. So my sweater looks odd <laughs> basically kind of color blocked and it looks like it's color blocked accidentally not on purpose and my husband who's colorblind he looked at my sleeve yesterday and he said you used two different colors of yarn you used green and you used blue I was like oh no of course I didn't use two different colors of yarn so I'm gonna seam it up I'm going to wear it and see if it bothers me and if it really bothers me I may try to send it to a dyer and have them over dye it we'll see how it goes yeah. Maybe it's just me being super, you know, hypercritical, but yeah. it's pretty obvious, especially in the sleeves. Mm. <laughs> Seaming them to the body, I know that the color of the sleeves against the color of the body at the shoulder seams is going to be so obvious. Hmm. That's what's making me sad, and I haven't even done it yet. Yeah. So, anyways, that's the mint, and it was a great knit. It is a bottom up sweater that you knit all in one piece up to the underarms and then you split and do the fronts and the back separately. Then you seam the shoulders and you pick up along the fronts to do an I-cord bind off and you add a neck treatment at the top and then the sleeves are knit from the bottom up and they're meant to be three quarter length sleeves but I did full length and then she does really beautiful design details. So for example, the decreasing in the shoulder cap or the sleeve cap, she does it on the top of the sleeve where you can see it and it's really cool. And she, I've mentioned before that there's a piping stitch that's in the bottom cuff, not the cuff, well the sleeve cuffs, but it's also the bottom band and the neck treatment. Really pretty, just kind of classic tailored looking as opposed to, you know, just a garter band, which I love garter bands too, but this is very different and very pretty. And I can't wait to get it all knit up and put on. It's It fits perfectly. And I'm really happy with how the body fits. I'm hoping the sleeves fit perfectly. I tried them on many times, but knit flat. It's kind of hard to tell. I had um, interlocking stitch markers all the way down the sleeve so that I could pull it on and kind of judge how it was going to yeah. fit seamed up. Yeah. So I was very careful to make Good sure tip. that they'd fit well. <laughs> So that was my mint sweater by Ann Ginger. And I also finished the small flower mitts that I talked about on the last episode. It's a free pattern on Ravelry by Pinaguri, who is Ann. And they were just a fun little knit. They're super cute. They have just a little cool. band of color work that's a little flower. And they look pretty cool. So yeah, that's done. And all three of those FOs work for different 
knit-alongs. So that was cool too. The stockinette <laughs> zombies are doing a spring knit-along. So my green sweater worked. The sassy pants knitter knit your balls. My pastel knitted knockers worked for that. And then Stash and Burn had their keep it small cowl, um, cowl, their mitts were for March. And they played a very funny April Fool's joke. April 1st, they said April is for ambition. And they said, set a lofty goal for yourself. And they had a pattern bundle with like this wild color work octopus sweater and these just <laughs> wild patterns. And I thought, they've gone off the deep end. Who could possibly (laughs) knit something like that in April? And other people were saying, ha ha, very funny April Fool's joke. And I was thinking, oh God, I hope that's true because I can't do something like that in a month. So April is not for ambition. April is actually for moms and babes. So now it's back to the reasonable, let's knit some things for babies. So very funny, funny. Nicole and Jenny, very funny. (laughs) I have never gotten into April Fool's as in terms of playing jokes on people or... Neither have I. Never have. No. I, I just, I don't think I'd like it if somebody played a really awful joke on me. Mm-hmm. So I would never want to do that to somebody else. I'm the same way. <laughs> exactly. So I've never gotten into the April Fool's thing. And I realized because I was working that day at Yarnfest, I realized that I missed the whole, I never got onto Ravelry that day and looked oh. and Ravelry often has the little April Fool's hats. It was flair. This year you could go on to I, your, did you see it? I saw it yeah. afterwards. Yeah. yeah. And I, I wish I had gotten on that day to play around with it. It looked fun. Yeah. Those of you who don't know on Ravel, like Charlene said, April 1st Ravelry used to always have random people, their avatars would have bizarre hats, like a pirate hat or a top hat or chef's hat. And this year you could actually go into your own profile, click a special link, and then you could add little pictures to your avatar. Yeah, kind of accessories. There was, <laughs> I put a rainbow on mine. There was like a, a oh, really? beer mug and a wine glass and I think there was a leprechaun. There were all sorts of things. A unicorn horn was Mm -hmm. one of them. There were lots of different things. They were super cute. So, yeah, that was fun on April Fool's. I did. (laughs) I was like, oh, I want to do that. (laughs) Me and my rainbow weirdness. (laughs) So I wanted to, before we get into um, another segment we're going to do, I did want to take a second to thank everybody who purchased a T-shirt. We did all of the T-shirt ordering this week, so we should have those shipped by the end of the month, I would think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So thank you, everybody. And we also have received some donations to the podcast, which we greatly appreciate. And we've received lots of lovely gifts. So thank you, everybody, (laughs) so much for showering us with love. It's just, it's been a rough week for me and Charlene. And things like that just completely brighten your day. Yeah, So unexpected and so appreciated. And thank you all so very much. We really do appreciate it. I've been sick since getting home from Yarnfest. I had a lovely time at Yarnfest. And if my voice was a little bit better, I would have more to say about that right now. (laughs) I don't think my voice is that bad, actually. I just keep having to take breaks and cough. (laughs) And we have to conserve your voice. You're going to be using it a lot this weekend. I know. I'm a little concerned, but I'm just glad you're better. Yeah. Very glad you're better. And so... Recovery, 
I'm, I'm just recovering a little bit right here. So <laughs> yeah, Charlene's recovering from illness and I've been struck with injury. I have plantar fasciitis. Oh, ouch. It hurts. Mm -hmm. I had no idea how much it hurts. My left heel, it hurts to stand. It hurts to walk. It's a real bummer. I get that sometimes. Not very bad. I only get a touch of it. And then when I do, I back off right away. So I've never had a bad case of it because once I feel it, coming on I, I pretty much back off but you can't run then no mm -mm. I can't even walk very well mm. so I I didn't have any warning signs because I've never had it before so I didn't know I didn't feel any oncoming pain to mm -hmm. warn me to stop doing anything no. so yes I'm kind of grumpy right now because <laughs> and then I think about it poor Robbie's been you know injured for months and who am I to complain about a little heel pain so anyways we wanted to talk about Ravelry tips and tricks today mm -hmm. yeah we, we thought something completely different yeah and things that I and Charlene do on Ravelry on a regular basis that maybe other people don't know about I know half the time when Charlene mentions something on the podcast about Ravelry things that she uses, I had never even heard of it. So I'm hoping that I learned something from her today. Well, I don't know if you will, because the one, a couple of my favorite things to do on Ravelry, I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, but they bear mentioning again because they're so cool. <laughs> exactly. Ravelry in and of itself, of course, is cool. But. Right, right. And one of them is the ability to search within your own pattern library. I just, I've been doing that quite a bit lately as I have been trying to match up yarn with patterns that I already own. And just briefly, the only way that you can really make this work for you is if you go through and enter in all of your non-Ravelry sources of patterns that you own, such as books and magazines. You have to go into your library, add each book and each issue of each magazine separately. So it can be a little time intensive. But when I started adding mine, I just kept a pile an ongoing pile. This was the pile of things that I had to add to Ravelry. And every time that I added a few things, they came out of the pile and slowly that pile got whittled down and whittled down. And now, to the best of my knowledge, my Ravelry library really is complete, which is very, very cool. I Every once in a while, I come across a pattern source Maybe somebody, sometimes a designer will just send us emails of patterns. And I've realized that I need to make sure that I have added all those in Ravelry because then, because they aren't available through Ravelry, but it helps to for me to know that I do own mm -hmm. PDF somewhere. Right. I understand, yeah. <laughs> so every once in a while, I still come across. So it's not a perfect system, but it's a very cool system if you can get the majority of your patterns in there. So let's say that you've gone in, put in books, magazines, and of course the things you've purchased through Ravelry are already included in your library. What you do, go to pattern the pattern section there's a 
tabs, the tabs on the on in Ravelry, and you go to patterns. Let's say you're looking for one of the major categories. I'm looking for a shawl, so I'll click on the shawl category, and then when you get to that category page, there's an option near the top that says search inside this category. So I want to search inside the shawl wrap category. You click on that and then you should get a listing of patterns on the right hand side in the middle of the page and then along the left hand side of the page you have a whole bunch of filters. For us, the important one in this case to search within your library is under the availability filter. You click on in my library and then Ravelry does its magic and it shows you every shawl that is in your own library. So it cool. is so cool. So cool. <laughs> it is so cool. And then let's say that I want to, I'm searching for something for a 400 yard fingering skein. Then I can continue on with the filters on the left hand side. I can select fingering or light fingering and then put in the yardage as well. There are some preset yardage options, or you can put in your own yardage option, and then it will show me every shawl that I could possibly make from my own library that will work with that skein of yarn. So it's cool. awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> this, to me, is just invaluable because... You forget what you have. Yeah. <laughs> you Especially absolutely with forget Ravelry what you purchases have. because yeah. they aren't on a shelf or right. somewhere that you can look right. at them. Yeah. Well, and for me, I have several years of old Interweave Knits mm -hmm. magazines, and there are a couple issues that were just outstanding issues and and I still want to make everything in a couple of those issues. Well, Afray Surf Hoodie came from one of those. That, yep. That's one of them. And you just forget what's in those magazines because I'm not, I don't pick up the magazines off the shelf and look at them anymore. It's, they're, they're kind of past. buried. Yeah, they're buried. And you just see it. They aren't new and shiny anymore. They aren't <laughs> new and shiny. And there is just, I'm, I'm, this is actually a topic that I want to talk about on another podcast, but there are just so many patterns out there. There's there's a bit of pattern weariness. And also <laughs> I redundancy, guess. I think. Yes. So many patterns yeah. that look there's so, so much so many alike. patterns that look exactly alike. And how do you call what's new and interesting from what's maybe new and not so interesting and how do you call the poor poorly written patterns from the well-written patterns and maybe I'm just a little bit tired of seeing so many new shawls every day it's pop kind up of overwhelming yeah. it's, it's a little overwhelming and there's just too much out there that's repetitive and but like I said, that's that's another topic <laughs> for another day. Yes. Another topic for another day. Yes. But using your 
search using the search features to search within your own library is very cool. Number one, you can revisit what you have. Number two, you're not constantly buying or you don't have to constantly buy if you remember that, oh yeah, that shawl from five years ago, that's still a really fashion forward piece. I want to make that. And that happens a lot for me because I do forget and you see so many new things. And like Gail said, it's not shiny anymore, perhaps, but you still might want to make mm -hmm. something. So that's a really one of my favorite features to use. How about you? Do you so have one of something? my yeah, one of my newest favorites. So I think I use this at least once a day when I'm on Ravelry for any extended period of time. And it's the ability to look for a yarn to match a pattern. So Charlene looks for pattern and yarn matches in her library. One thing I often do is, okay, I have a specific sweater I want to knit, and I'm not quite sure what yarn I want to use yet. So you can visit that pattern page on Ravelry, and the tabs across the top for the pattern itself, there is a tab called Yarn Ideas. And if you click that tab, it will show you a list of all the yarns that have been used to knit that particular pattern. So it usually lists them in order from the most used to the least used. So for example, perhaps the yarn called for in the pattern will be the most used, and it will have you know, at the top, it will say, for example, Malabrigo Rios, and it will say 57 projects. And you can click that link for the 57 projects and see all 57 that were knit in that particular yarn base. So it's really a great way to look at a specific yarn knit up in a specific pattern. And there's another even cooler feature. At the top of that list is a link that says, show yarns in your stash. So yeah. if you have yarn in your stash that's been used for that project, it will show you, you know, for example, five yarns are in your stash and you can click the link and it will show you all of the yarn already in your stash that's been used for that project. So you can then look at all the yarn. So again, if I use Malabrigo Rios as an example, if I had two sweater quantities of that in my stash, it would show me that and I could click the link to see what's in my stash and it would show me how much I have, the colorway name, everything that I'd entered into my stash entry will show up there. So it's a really fast way to see what you already have in your stash that other people have used to knit that project. So this is something I've been using frequently when which sweater breathing space, Vera Valley Mackey's breathing space. Mm -hmm. I've been trying to find a pair of a speckled yarn and something I already have in stash. And I've been using that to see what other people have been knitting. And then, oh, I have a skein of that in my stash and oh, it's not speckled, bummer. But it's a very easy way to, again, match what you already have to something like a pattern you may already have. You could look at it that way. Charlene could look at what's in her library. She could click on the pattern that's already in her library and look at yarn ideas for that particular pattern that she already owns. So it's another way to link what you own in your stash and or in your library. Mm -hmm. So very, very cool feature. <laughs> I use that a lot. So do you have a second Ravelry feature that you love and use often? Yeah. I. If you have ever wanted to knit one of those 
really popular patterns such as the Hohi Locatelli three color cashmere cowl, but there are almost 3,000 projects listed on Ravelry. 3,000 projects, maybe too many to look through. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe you really like to look through people's projects, but I, I find that sometimes you want to limit projects and Sometimes it helps to just look at a certain segment of the projects when there are that many projects. So what you can do is starting at the pattern page for, for example, Hohe's Three Color Cashmere Cal. There are almost 3,000 projects, but you click on the project tab and then it will show you that there are in this case, it looks like there are 80 pages of projects. That's a bit too many. I, I don't have enough time no. right now to look through 80 pages of projects, as fun as it would be <laughs> to look at all the fun color combos. But what I really want to do is I want to maybe limit by, let's see, which projects are the most helpful. This one's an easy one to do. You just, you're on the project, project listings, and you just click on the advanced search. It's got the little magnifying glass, and then you have some options. One of them is best match. Another one is recently updated, happiness, most favorites, and most helpful. Those are the two that I look at quite a bit. Most helpful has the little life preserver. If you click on that, what it does is it ranks the projects in order of the project that has the most life preservers all the way down to the least. So in other words, you'll see the most helpful project first. So if you are about to start a new project, I always suggest to people before they start a new project, a new pattern, go look at the helpful comments that other people have listed for this project. Find out if the project you're about to attempt has errata. Find out if there are if there's an area in the project maybe that everybody had a problem with. Find out if there's Hi, <laughs> find out if there's maybe a better way to do something. This is where you look. So most helpful. The most helpful project here happens to have 104 life. It's been clicked 104 times for the life preserver. So that's a lot. And, and then to go back, how does it become helpful? So when someone oh somebody 104. Ravelry users have said that this that project was helpful to them. So when they were reading that person's project notes, they clicked at the bottom yeah, to yeah. indicate, yes, this was yeah. helpful to me. And if you do that, you can even drag the cursor to highlight the part of the pattern right. notes that were right. helpful to you. Right. So that's the most, help, most helpful option. If you look at most favorites with the heart, it does exactly what you think. It lists the projects in order of how many folks have favorited the project. In this case, the top 
favorited project has 550 hearts. That's a lot of hearts. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and the fun thing about looking at the projects with lots of hearts is that usually they're the projects that have had the really nice photography. Mm -hmm. Because, of course, if you have, if you've taken the time to photograph your project nicely, more people are going to give it those little hearts. So you'll, this is the way that you can see the nicest photographed projects. But there are other search options which are really fun. If you, let's see, go, so you'll have the projects listed in the center and the right, and on the left-hand side, once again, you have all the filters. A really fun filter that I like to use is at the very bottom, there is a one, see, what do you call each of the, I guess the filters are each in little boxes. So you have weight, has photo, pattern category. category. Yeah. Um, the very bottom one just says more search options. And the really fun ones, I think, are, there's one for group name. So you click on group name, and then it's going to ask you filter by group name, and you can put in Yarniac's podcast. Oh, I've never known this. Oh, yeah. See, I told you I was going <laughs> to learn something today. You put in Yarniac's podcast. And now the Ravel research options are odd, and I cannot say why this is, but you can't. Sometimes when you're putting in a group name, you might have to play around with the group name a little bit to find the way that Ravelry will accept it. Okay. For some reason, our group name, it doesn't accept the Yarniax podcast, and it doesn't accept just Yarniax. But if you put in Yarniax podcast, then you hit apply. What it does is it brings up everybody who is a member of our group who has finished this project. That is so <laughs> cool. I had no idea. And that is really fun. That's really fun. So you wow. can, I am now scrolling through all of you folks who have knit the three color cowl and are a member of our Yarniacs group. And that is a lot of people. There are quite a few of you. Wow. You can also do this. I believe it's in the very bottom box again let me confirm that yes more search options the very bottom box another one that i like to look at is made by friends oh fun so now i'm looking at all of the three color cows for people that are in my group of friends, people that I have friended on Ravelry. Oh, neat. Yeah, which is also a large group. Yeah, it is. Look Two at all pages. That. Wow. <laughs> hey, there's Carol. Wow, that okay. is really neat. And while you were mentioning the favoriting and marking projects, it's helpful. If you don't know, if you click on a pattern in Ravelry, if you've marked any of those any of those patterns as a favorite or helpful, it will show up 
on the right hand side of the screen for you. It will say you have three of these mm. projects as favorites or this number of helpful projects. So if you do mark a project as helpful and you want to go back and see it someday, it's easy to do that just by clicking on the pattern again. Cool. Very cool. Oh, and speaking of Carol, so Carol, I'm looking at you, your gorgeous face with your three-color cow right mm -hmm. now. I ran into Carol at the gym the other day, and she said that she doesn't like to listen to the podcast unless she has a piece of paper and a pen so she can write down the pattern names. And I said, Carol, you can always go to the yarniax.com website, and every episode, Charlene does great show notes, so you can just click on any pattern we've mentioned in the show notes, and it will take you right to that pattern in Ravelry. She had no idea. So anyone who's listening who thinks they have to take notes, or I've heard people comment on, I can't listen while I'm driving because I want to look at the pattern page. Well, you can always go back and do that later because of the show notes. So that's another tool. Another I guess tip. we need to mention that more often. I know we mentioned it a lot when we first started podcasting, and then you start to think, oh, we shouldn't mention it all the time. But Maybe we need to mention it more often again. Yeah, the show notes are there. They're another good tool. Right. <laughs> okay. Do you have Yeah, I had one more I wanted to like mention. To do on Ravelry? Yeah, there's one other thing that I use all the time. So you were mentioning the way to filter things to look at what's in your library. One that I use often is I go to my stash page and you can filter your stash. There is a menu at the top, a drop down menu that says filter your stash. And you can do things like filter your stash by weight. So if you wanna see what fingering weight yarn is in your stash, sort by fingering, worsted, etc. So you can sort by weight, you can sort by yardage, you can sort by all sorts of things. And if you click advanced search, it brings up all the filters on the left side of the screen. So you have all the advanced search options that you can just click to do a really quick search. One of the convenient ones is color family. So if you want to see all of the gray yarn you have in fingering weight, or you want to see all of the pink yarn you have in fingering weight, really easy to drill down and see that within Ravelry. That is only provided that when you enter your stash, you select a color when you enter your stash. So if you just enter a mm -hmm. color name, Ravelry doesn't know what color family that's right. in. So you do have to select the drop-down menu yeah. and pick a color when you enter your stash into Ravelry. I know I didn't do that in some of my earlier stash entries. So I think there's even a category for unmarked in the color options. So you could actually do unmarked and then go back and add the color family to your mm -hmm. stash entries if you wanted to. So that's pretty cool too. I use that yeah, almost every day if I find, you know, oh, there's a new pattern. I went like Hohe's new Pure Joy shawl. Mm -hmm. Yesterday I was filtering my stash like crazy. <laughs> like, oh, what can I use? What can I use? What can I use? So fun, it's a good fun. tool also. And did you know that you can upload pictures onto Ravelry from Instagram now? Yeah. So yeah. I don't I know how many people that. know that. But if you've uploaded a picture into Instagram, you can also upload that picture automatically into Ravelry. Mm-hmm. So two for the price of one. Right very, there. very easily. I also use an app on my Android device called Stash and Go. So I take pictures with my phone and then I use that app to upload them to Ravelry. So it's another way to do it. I'm sure that there are other apps for the iPhone, but hmm. I'm not an iPhone user anymore. <laughs> I've never, I've never <laughs> needed. Well, currently though, you don't need a separate app to do it. I don't know. I'm just... probably backwards and don't do it the, the <laughs> easiest way you can. Once I saw that app. Because you can just 
do it from the project page where it says photos. I'll show you later. Yeah. See, I'm going <laughs> to learn something else new today. Let's see. The third thing I wanted to mention was just the group activity that I think is really fun. Oh, if I you love go doing to that. our Yarniacs podcast group and you go to the main page, there are tabs on the main page, overview, discussion, members. There's a fun tab called activity. And you click on the activity tab and it opens up a page that has several options. You have an option for added project photo, added stash photo, hand spun photo, added fiber stash, queued, favorited, forum posting link, and commented. The two that I often look at are queued and favorited. And if you put check mark next to those icons, the favorited icon is the heart, the queued icon is a little notepad with a pencil, and then you click search group activity. What it does is it brings up everyone who is a member of our group and who has recently queued or favorited something. So you can see what's popular in our group. That's cool. At any given time. It's interesting because a lot of times right after an episode release, when you and I have made something and talked extensively about it, we'll see that project. Yeah, yeah. a little <laughs> flurry of activity around that project or pattern. People queuing it, favoriting it or commenting on our patterns, that kind of thing. So that's really fun to look at. But a lot of times you'll just see a new pattern or a popular pattern, and you'll see how it kind of makes its way through the group that way too, which is always that's it fun. It is fun. Yeah. Well, I've discovered a lot of great new patterns and projects using that same functionality, but on my friends tab. Mm -hmm. So friend activity, yes. yeah, very yeah. similar. Very similar. Just a, a different group of yeah, people exactly. that they sort through. Exactly. And then another tab is the neighbors tab. You can look there. And what that shows you is it shows other groups that contain a subset of Yarniac's group members. So for example, we share a lot of listeners with the two knit lit chicks podcast. So the two knit lit chicks will show up as one of our neighbors on the neighbor page and it'll say you have X many members that are in both groups. Very cool. So another way, it's another way perhaps that you can find another podcast that a lot of Yarniacs listeners listen to. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's very yeah. fun. Yeah. So just a few little tips and tricks or I don't, Tips and tricks or things that we appreciate and love about Ravelry. Yeah, and use frequently. Use frequently. I hope that was helpful. I hope so, too. And when I don't know if this is a new feature or not, but if you go to your own, you know, your tab and it drops down, you see projects, queued, mm -hmm. stash, etc. Mm -hmm. 
there's now an option called purchases. I don't know if that's always been there and I've just never clicked on it before, but I, I clicked on that yesterday. There. It shows you all of the things you've purchased through Ravelry. Yes. <laughs> I had no idea that existed. So I can see everything I've purchased in chronological order, including items I've purchased and sent to someone else as a gift. Oh, neat. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah. that is neat. I think so. it's been there. It probably has, and I've just never clicked on it because I never had a reason to. So. <laughs> yep, you can see your own purchases. Yeah. Pretty fun. Well, again, okay. yeah, hopefully you guys found that useful. We've been wanting to do that for a long time, and we decided to take a break from reviews and such to yeah. talk about Ravelry <laughs> because we all use it so often. We do, and I think our goal will be to try to talk about Ravelry several times a year. Yeah, in and especially if a new features come out. Yeah. And so for the thread for this episode, if you have a Ravelry feature that you use often that you think those of us out there might find helpful as well, please tell us about mm -hmm. it in the episode thread so that yeah. we can all learn from each other because I love shortcuts that help me use my own patterns and my own stash, especially my own patterns, because like you said, you just forget you have them. You do. So <laughs> it's very helpful to come up with ways to link the things, to use the things I already have, which is part of the love your stash goal. Yeah. You know, stash isn't only yarn, it's also patterns and things like that. So. Yep. <laughs> All right. And thanks again to everybody who's been showing us love, even any kind of love, chatting in the group, <laughs> anything. We appreciate all of we it. We do appreciate it. It really just brings us a lot of joy. It we makes, do appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much. And that's and it for today. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Happy knitting. And we'll be back after the retreat. Yes. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Happy knitting. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniac's Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at Yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gailey Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gailey Whaley.